Let's be it and be back and try to just be a positive role model and just have an impact on kids and the community. I wanted to honor the 95 team and the 97 team, the guys that came before me that left the legacy. This is going to be a heavyweight battle. Keep an eye on this game. I'm just going to watch from home on GPB. Welcome to another round of the Football Fridays in Georgia podcast here at Georgia Public Broadcasting. Thanks for accessing us however you are doing so, large device or small. Time to tour the state and let you know what's going on when it comes to high school football. We're going to catch up with one of the coaches that is geared up, ready for us for Football Fridays, North Gwinnett and Parkview. We're going to catch up with another coach who had a fantastic upset in AA this past week. But since we are officially in a no-dilly, no-dally zone, it is time to head to the Big Orange Jungle and catch up with someone who I have covered since he was a student at Parkview High School, the head coach of the Panthers, Joey Sturdivant. Coach, thanks for hanging out with us here on the show. Hey, thanks so much for having me. All right, so l- let me go back to the the irresistible thought. You've coached here in the state of Georgia at, uh, at a couple of different places. You and I last caught up when you were at Rabin Gap Nakuchi, and you were up there in the mountains going up against a North Carolina schedule and – handling recruits from all around the planet. You coached at Providence Christian. You coached overseas, and now you're back home at Parkview. What was it like to get that phone call or to make the interest known that you were interested in coming home to coach? Well, you know, I, was, I loved it at, at Providence, and I, I loved the guys over there. Um, and so, you know, I when I heard that Coach Godfrey left, of course, everybody came, uh, came to me and said, you know, have you heard anything from those guys? I was like, not yet, and uh, and I didn't didn't really put my hat my name in that ring because I had a job, right? And I was trying to be respectful to the, to the group I was with. But um, you know, Coach Gast, the athletic director here, called me. He's like, you know, I've, your name keeps popping up, but I don't have your resume yet. I'll, you know why? And I you know explained, hey, I, I figured this was the right spot that uh, you would reach out to me, and and then from there we would uh would go down go down this road. Um, you know, but uh, that call is definitely surreal. I mean, I think one of his first words were, let me make your life a little bit crazier right now. Uh, you know, I just <laughs> moved back into Lowburn. I uh, just left Raven Gap, a place I really loved coaching at, um, come back to, to what I call home. And then, you know, to, to have part few call, it's uh, it was a dream come true. Honestly, I, I uh, you know, when I was in high school, I had a feeling that one day I was going to be the part few head football coach and I was making plans for that. But after a course of 20 years and have to go around the world, down to Florida, back to, over to Europe for a couple different stints, I didn't, you know, that dream started to slowly fade. I didn't didn't know if it was really going to be real. I didn't think, you know, Eric was, thought it, you know, there, he's going to be here a while. Um, so when that uh, phone call happened, it was, it was very surreal, uh, very surreal. And there's definitely a lot of emotions that uh, that come up when you when you think about what would have gone through as a player here and. Uh, what my family went through, and you know, my, my whole family's you know Parfu Panthers, so it's a pretty special, pretty special for me. How much has your phone rung off the hook? Considering now that you're there, and it's like you're trying to focus on either Kel or Shiloh or North Gwinnett in this particular case on a weekly basis. How much? How much does your phone ring off the hook? It's like, hey man, what's going on? What's it like to be? How many folks are banging on your door like me, asking you back in the in the Parkview area about what's going on? It's like I'm trying to coach here. I got a job. It's just it is part of it, and part of what you expect when you, when you sign up to be a 
head football coach, you know, there's a lot of, you know, how, you know, how's it going? And I've got a lot of support from the, from past players. And that's what, you know, one of the mantras here has been restore the roar. Mm-hmm. Um, and that, that's, that is about getting all the, the, the history back and the guys that played for us back uh, in the support and on the sidelines, man, it was awesome against Shiloh had Blake Longnecker um, who named the title of our defense that, you know, part few defenses have had forever. Um, and I got, you know, got to allow him to, to talk to the team for a second or at least hear the pregame speech. And, you know, to get the former players back and their support is huge for me because that was what I always played for. I wanted to honor the 95 team, and the 97 team, the guys that came before me that, that left the legacy. And I want this group of kids to, to do that for them. You know, it's uh, it's it's a special time. It's a special place. We want to honor the tradition and the history. And uh, that's kind of what what it's been about and it's been a uh, pretty awesome to to get those phone calls from from previous players um and that let them know and and make phone calls to them let them know that hey we are thinking about you and what you've done for this place and we want to make sure that you know, the roar of part for you in the history uh is is right back on on track and then of course i get you know every now and then get a facebook message or you know got north Gwinnett coming to town what are you guys doing to prepare for them all that all that type of stuff. And it's like, you know, we're, I'm, I'm doing my job. I'm ready to take care of business. And <laughs> that's kind of what, what the mindset's been. And one other part of that roar that you have been a part of is Cecil Flo, a very, very special man, a legend here in the state of Georgia when it comes to high school coaches. When I mention Cecil Flo, what comes to mind for you? Uh, that's probably one of the best coach. You know, I've been around the world. I've coached. Uh, you know, I've been lucky enough to play for you know five or six Hall of Fame football coaches, right? Whether college, Hall of Fame, junior college, or high school, um, he's one of the best coaches I've ever been around. But you know, just I, I, I am hopefully doing a great job representing him of what uh, Parkview football is and the expectations of a football coach. And I'd like to be an extension of what he brought forward and the attitude. Uh, the one and oh mentality, the everyday approach to football and to practice. Uh, to me, what I what I took took from Coach Flo is the attitude. Like this is the way to be, and this there ain't no other way. There's a right way and a wrong way to football, and I believe there's one percent of football coaches that do it right. Uh, I'm lucky to be coached by those guys and have been around those guys, and I think Coach Flo is one of that one percent that truly gets the game and what is expected of your coaching staff, your players, and uh, I tell you what, it's a lonely. I kind of feel for him as a lonely place at the top when you when you're trying to do things uh, to that to that standard. But you know, to, first thing that comes to my mind is he, he's one of the best. You know, he's a champion. Joey Sturdivant, the head coach of the Parkview Panthers, hanging out with us as he's getting ready for North Gwinnett and Parkview here on Football Fridays in Georgia on GPB seven thirty seven thirty five ish kick. I'll tell you right now. So th- plot plot for seven thirty five kick when it comes to to this matchup. You're going up against Eric at at North Gwinnett. How I, I I don't want to use the word odd, but what is it like with Eric Godfrey, the head coach now at North Gwinnett, who has the history there as well? What's it like going up against someone like Eric on that opposite sideline coming up this Friday night? You know, I, you know, I played for Eric, so he's my offensive coordinator, um, and you know, I grew up. You know, my my three years as a varsity player, he was on the sideline. Then my senior year is also the offensive coordinator. Uh, so special relationship, and I've kept in touch with him over the over the years he's been the head coach here uh so you know we talked about we're gonna punt on first down just back and forth to each other um (laughs) (laughs) uh, but you know uh, on the other hand you know i know he's a great football coach right so 
we're trying to, you know, moves and counter moves. We know what he understands about us, what we understand about him. So we got to make sure like, hey, these are the things I, I believe he's going to be thinking of because we come from the co same coaching tree. So it should be really interesting to see the 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 counter moves that are being put into place uh, from what we know on each other. Um, you know, and then, of course, our kids are going to be fired up to 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 get after to get after his guys. And I'm sure his players going to be fired up to you know, bring it, bring their coach back. So it should be a should be a really interesting matchup. Um, but of course, when the when the first whistle blows, all that goes out the door. It's another color jersey. We're trying to win. No doubt about it. We're looking forward to it here on GPB. Joey Sturdivant, the head coach of the Parkview Panthers, getting ready for football Fridays in Georgia here on GPB. North Gwinnett Parkview Friday night on GPB, gpb.org, the GPB Sports app, all the different social medias. Coach, thanks for hanging out with us. And uh, move your hands, and maybe the, the lights will come back on there. The... Yeah, no, I got I, I to stand up to, to move over there. It's, it's, uh, sorry about that. No worries. It's all good. It's it's all about automation these days. Thanks for hanging out with us here on the Football Fridays in Georgia podcast. We'll catch up on, with you during the week, and we'll see you Friday night. Yes, sir. Thank you so much for having me. Always great to catch up with the Parkview Legacy and Joey Sturdivant, and looking forward to Football Fridays. And North Gwinnett and Parkview coming up 7.30, kick off a little after 7.30, about 7.35, and we'll have that for you. GPB, gpb.org, the GPB Sports app, all the GPB social media channels, so you can have it as a multi-screen experience when it comes to Football Fridays. By the way, the web game, 8 o'clock start. Reminder, gpb.org slash sports, the web game, Sandy Creek and East Coweta, 8 o'clock start on the web. So your multi-screen experience can technically start slightly after 8 o'clock with North Gwinnett and Parkview, and with Sandy Creek and East Coweta. Let's go through the games of note from last week and set up our second interviewee this week because that was a big game in AA. And then after that, and our second guest, we'll go through the week that will be and we'll get you squared away for everything that you need to know when it comes to the rankings and the polls and the games and all that kind of stuff. Because remember, games are Thursday. There's a game that actually counts from last week that got pushed to Thursday. Wayne and Appling. That's on Thursday as well. It's supposed to be last week. Two ranked teams going at it, and they'll be going at it on Thursday. So, week that was, Buford was trailing North Cobb early. They ended up uh, getting the win there 45-28, so they continue to roll. Coquit rolls as well with a 40-2 win over Tift. Mill Creek and Archer, if you don't know the story between these two programs, there are coaches that have uh, that have all grown up together and all attended the University of West Georgia, and they've been on the same staffs, and they split off, and uh, been on one school or the other or both. There might be some wagers having to do some yard work with what happened after Mill Creek beat Archer by the final of 42-7. Carrollton beat Rome 33-13. Juju Lewis 17-24 for 179-4. and four, Three in the first 14 minutes of action against Rome. John Reed will definitely take that tape and learn from it as the Wolves continue to go here this season. On GPB Westlake and Cedar Grove, I would recommend taking three hours of your time Watch this game. Fantastic game, Westlake and Cedar Grove. Westlake wins at 46-41. They have to hold off uh, Cedar Grove inside the 10-yard line for the last play of the game. So it was that much it was that much of an exciting game. Go back and watch it. The highlights are all over the place on all the GPB socials. But a big win for Westlake there now, 3-0 in 7A. Big shocker in 6A. Langston Hughes loses to Butler of North Carolina, 30-27. Aaron Nolan threw for 196 yards and two, but he also had three interceptions, one of those in the final minutes as Hughes was down 30-14. They came back to 30-27. Lose, don't drop too much in the GPB polls because, for me, it was a team 
that was out of state. Other highlights, Roswell put 51 on Marietta. Thomas County Central beat Bainbridge 45-14. Marist in a tight one beat Savannah Christian. Savannah Christian travels to Atlanta in Hughes-Balding Stadium, 7-7 at one point. Marist goes on to win that one, 21-7. Northside Warner Robins and Warner Robins. That was our web game last week, another great game. 39-35, Warner Robins. Judd Anderson comes in and uh, starts in the second quarter for Warner Robins. He leads them to the comeback and the win, 39-35 over Northside. In 5A, Creekside goes to uh, Modern Day, the top-ranked team in the country in some circles, loses 62-0. They were down 48-0 early on, and it was a Modern Day reinforcing why they are the top-ranked team in the country. Hiram beat East Paulding. Matt, very, very high on East Paulding, 52-49. Scored on a kickoff return with less than a minute to go. So Hiram is now 3-0. Quad A, Benedictine beat Westminster 27-14. Troop over Callaway 21-13. Perry put up 54 on Jones, winning that one 54-21. Also, other games of note, Thomasville and Cairo. Big rivalry there. Cairo wins 24-3, 500th game for the play-by-play voice of the Cairo Syrup Makers. And you can catch that on Twitter. Nice still photo of the broadcast crew there. 500 games called by uh, the voice of the syrup makers. Very, very cool stuff there. Northeast and Fitzgerald will catch up with one of those coaches coming up in just a little bit. Northeast beat Fitzgerald on the road 27-20. Nick Woodford rushes for 226-2 and threw a touchdown pass to knock off the Purple Hurricane. Dublin beat Lamar 33-28. Sly in Class AD2 beat Early County by the final of 30-0. Macon County now 3-0 after going 0-3 to start last season. Beat Dooley 36-30. Bowden beat Bremen 42-16 in another border war up in northwest Georgia. Clinch over Miller by the score of 28-0. And that takes you through all of the ranked teams heading into last weekend and all the games of no time to catch up now with our second coach this week here on the football Fridays in Georgia podcast. And for this, we go to middle Georgia and one of the big upsets of the week where Northeast beats Fitzgerald in Ben Hill County. Time to catch up with Jeremy Wiggins, the head coach of Northeast. So coach Wiggins, first off, congratulations on knocking off a number one team for the first time in program history. Has it sunk in yet? Uh, yeah, with all the texts and uh, congratulations, <laughs> um, it didn't sunk in a, a whole lot. So, but that's just uh, just a testimony to the boys just working hard and you know playing a great football game Friday night. What's it like going into that kind of an environment? Because I mean that is, Fitzgerald traditionally a very tough team there in Double A. With what you've been building over the last handful of years there in Double A, what was it like going into that environment? Well, it's it's, it's a tough environment, and um, you know Fitzgerald always creates problems uh, every year. And they are a solid traditional uh, football powerhouse, especially in Double A and in South Georgia. Um, so it's been, it was a, you know, we kind of went into the game with a different mindset of just being disciplined, trying to be focused a lot, and just playing our game and just just getting our players the ball, uh, and and we came out victorious. And but always going down there is a tough place to play. We've been down there in the last four years, at least three out of the last four years, and uh, they got the best out of us. One of the guys I know that maybe a lot of folks outside of middle Georgia, maybe south of the Nat line, may not be able to know a lot about is your running back, Nick Woodford, ran for 226-2, and threw a touchdown pass. 
Now, who encouraged him on the touchdown pass? Did he encourage the OC on the touchdown on the idea of throwing a touchdown pass, or or did he uh, get the encouragement? What was that play call? It was just some, you know, uh, Nick can throw the ball. Nick Nick can throw and run, and we got some packages where he can he's going to throw the ball this year. And we was like, hey, let's go ahead and throw it up and give our give our wide receiver a chance, and he threw a good ball for him. So. It's been in the works for the last two years. We 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 didn't throw it one with last year, but we've been practicing the last two years, so it just came up. So. Who is looking at him right now when it comes to the next level, and what else do you think he needs to work on to to continue to be the back he can be at the next level? You think? Well, I know he has. Uh, he's got an offer from West Virginia and Georgia Southern. I know for sure. He's been in, and he's had a lot of schools come by, like South Carolina. Or, Florida, you, uh, you, uh, University of South Florida, who's been Cincinnati. That's all I've been looking at him. I think one thing they just need to try to improve on, which everybody wants to improve on, is this speed, you know, and just being able to maintain his weight and maintain his speed at the same time. Sixth season for you there at Northeast started out with a couple of seasons in and around 500, but then it's been eight wins, nine wins, eight wins leading into this year. What's it been like mm-hmm. for you to to build this program, which I know means a lot to you, and we'll get into that in just a bit, right. but what's it been like to see the build of this program to where you're in the playoffs, you're making noise, you're chasing after region titles? What's it been like for you? Uh, it's just been a grind over the years, just – uh, each year, getting the right resources to make us better, getting the right coaches to fit the coaching style uh, that that we want to put on the field, and just you know keeping our players from the middle school um, coming, keep coming to Northeast. And I work a lot with the middle school each summer uh, during the springtime, uh, just teaching those guys our system at a young age. So when they get to high school, they kind of already know what's going on. And they have an upper hand on um, just coming to uh, to the high school, but just building it each year. And I kind of took the model that uh, when I was at App State, um, we won a two national championship back to back when I was there and kind of like just putting it in play right now. So that's been one of the biggest thing. And I always tell the boys on how we started, how we had to change our culture um at app state to start that winning tradition now so like if you look at app state now you'll kind of see like what we started back then it's kind of like just carried over to now what they are now so hopefully try to do the same thing is you know try to start winning some championships and you know being you know continue to be consistent and, and successful so what's it been like for you to be back home and coaching there because I mean, not a lot of folks know that you're a legacy, and you know what it means there in, in the Macon area and in, in Central Georgia. Mm-hmm. But what's it like for you to be back home coaching there at Northeast? Oh, uh, it, it, it's it's great being back and being able to uh, give back to the community that gave to me, gave me an opportunity to play football and go to school here. But it's it's been great to be back and just uh, try to build try to build this program up and try to give these kids an opportunity to. Uh, do the things that I had a chance to do when I was older and get a chance to go out to college and play football and come back and serve your community. But it's big to be back and try to just be a positive role model and just have an impact on kids in the community. You mentioned Nick, and we talked about Nick. Uh, what we like to do here at GPB sometimes is we have the make that kid an offer category where for whatever reason, mm-hmm. 
there is a student athlete that is too whatever, too right. you know air quotes too small, too slow, too whatever. Is there anybody mm-hmm. there at Northeast that you would sit there and go, they need to get a better look than what they're getting, or they need to just get a look because of what they can do at the next level? Who do you think would fit make that kid an offer there at the East? Uh, I would have to say uh, I got some linemen. I got a lineman um, that's six, six, seven, three hundred. You can get some good looks. Uh, I got a wide receiver, Malachi Hancock. Okay. Um, And just in size alone, you know, should be able to get him some uh, looks uh, for the next level. Because you can't teach size. There's one thing you can't teach is size. No, sir. But uh, got some other kids, uh, some some mid-major kids like Jacorian Riggins, who's a senior. He's been playing a long time, like some some lower-level D1, uh, lower-level school, Division two schools to make sure they can look at him. Uh, Kayvon Conciero, he's going to be a big-time player. He's a wide receiver. He's like 6'4". Uh, Rente Curry, he's a 5'11 safety. I got a ton of players. I can go on and on. <laughs> um, who can get some looks. So, But we got a lot of guys that, you know, need to get an opportunity to get looked at uh, and for the next level. And you'll get the next chance to do that with a game against Carver-Columbus right now. You're one and one going into this game Friday against Carver-Columbus. What has Study Hall been like getting ready for that one this weekend? Uh, it's been the same focus, just like Fit Jerry. You know, Carver Columbus is, is a very talented uh, team, and they 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 kind of similar to us. A uh, bunch of athletes, uh, good linemen, uh, good coaching staff. So we just want to go down there, you know, and compete against them too. Uh, when I made the schedule two years ago, I realized that Fit Jerry had played for the state championship, and then Carver played for the state championships, and I was like, "Man, I don't know what I'm doing." You got to talk to that schedule maker, find- Coach. I, yeah, they need to blame him. <laughs> <laughs> but, but you know, I just I kind of figured like we'll get some good competition, play against them. So that was the idea of, of scheduling them. No doubt about it. Uh, Northeast right now in the middle of the pack in Class AA after a big win against Fitzgerald 27-20. Carver-Columbus this weekend. Jeremy Wiggins, the head coach at the East. Coach, thanks for hanging out with us on the Football Fridays in Georgia podcast. Good luck this week. We'll keep an eye on you this year. All right. I appreciate it. Great as always to catch up with Coach Sturdivant and Coach Wiggins at Parkview and at... Northeast, once again, two big games with both of these guys. One of those on the air with us here at Georgia Public Broadcasting in North Gwinnett and Parkview, 7.30 Friday night, Football Fridays in Georgia, GPB, GPB TV, the GPB Sports app. That is our next uh, game over the air. The web game reminder once again, it is Sandy Creek and East Coweta, 8 o'clock start, gpb.org slash sports. So your multi-screen experience officially kicks in at 8 o'clock or shortly thereafter. And once again, keep an eye on Northeast this season. One and one, they get Carver-Columbus, and that'll be a big game in middle Georgia. Uh, let's get into all of the other games that are going on of interest. All of all of the games are of interest, all 200-plus of them. They're all of interest. We love our children equally. I do. Here's just some of the highlights for the upcoming week. You've got Colquitt hosting Lee County. That's a big one with a 7A number two going up against Lee County. You've got Milton at Roswell, 1-1 one and 3-0. One and oh. That one is on the board. 
Woodward Academy is at Marist, one and one and two and one. Drifting into five A, Ware County is at Benedictine. This is going to be a heavyweight battle. Keep an eye on this game if you can find a way to keep an eye on it. Ware County three and zero, Benedictine three and zero. One of the games of the week. Warner Robins is at Valdosta, one and one and two and one. That one is also a good one to keep an eye on. Calhoun at two and one is at Cedartown, one and two. That is a one up in Northwest Georgia. You've got Baldwin hosting Washington County in Milledgeville. That one will be a fun one. Cedar Grove, once again, they don't play a team inside their own classification, AAA, until region play. Continuing, they're out of a classification schedule. This week, it is Cedar Grove hosting Collins Hill. Carver-Columbus Northeast, we mentioned about that one. Drifting into a AA, you've got Cook at Clinch. So Cook goes to Homerville and there. PAC is at Monroe area. Battle of two 3-0 and teams. Keep an eye on that one. Bleckley County hosting Sly in Cochran. 2-0 and 2-0 and there. And then also on the board are your games of choice across the board. Whichever game you want to go to, please support your local team, support your local schools, support high school athletics across the board. And uh, we always say if you're lost on a Friday night or a Saturday night or even a Thursday night here in the, the state of Georgia, and you see lights off in the distance, odds are that's a high school football game this time of year, and they can help you on your way. And maybe you should hang out and watch the end of the game before you end up on your way when it comes to uh, all those lights in the distance. It is now time for Staff Whip Around. We find out what happened last week with uh, all of our folks. And as I was going through this, and uh, Snake, you can you know hop on the mic here and help us out. You, you had the easy part. Because you, sir, had the off week in preparation for the game here on Football Fridays. Yes. Hello. Yeah. yeah. See, that's Jake the Snake. And uh, Jake kind of lays back in the distance. He, he, he kind of makes sure all the ones and twos are punched correctly. That's but, right. But as a Parkview Panther, he is thoroughly excited and engaged in this matchup that is coming up. Aren't you, Jake? That's right. Go Panthers. Yeah. See, see how excited and engaged he is? He, he is truly and totally locked in for this matchup. And I don't know, you know, Jake, as I'm sitting here and going through all of the, the games that happened last week, some of us had off weeks. You had an off week. I'm sitting here looking for Lassiter, for Hannah, who will be back with us again next week. She was, She's on assignment, and it's her best assignment. It is She's taking care of uh, some sick kids in a house. And so uh, Hannah will be back with us next week. She's making sure that they are all at 100% as things should be. I don't see Lassiter having played. So, you know, Hannah doesn't have to sit here, Snake, and go uh, that we're bypassing a game for some reason that a result didn't happen unless I'm going too entirely quickly. Looks like Lassiter had the week off. Lakeside uh, Lakeside Atlanta, Lakeside DeKalb, as I call it. 24-0 winner over Forest Park, so they got the win. Darlington over Christian Heritage, so uh, Ambassador Jeremy got the win. Uh, Commander Sandy got a win 27-12 as Decatur beat Southwest DeKalb. And I'm trying to scan through Central Macon. I think also for King James had the week off, but uh, Jake, you get the you get the marquee game. You have a lot. You got a lot of pressure on your hands with North Gwinnett and Parkview, man. That's true. Uh, you know, like I said, go Panthers. <laughs> All I can do is hope for the best. Yes, as you can tell, he is. Are you going to be there? By the way, or are you just going to watch from home? I'm just going to watch from home on GPB. See, now that's the kind of plug we're looking for. Fantastic stuff. Once again, GPB, gpb.org, the GPB Sports app. Once again, thanks to, to Hannah. Obviously, Hannah will be back with us again next week. Thanks to Jake the Snake. Thanks to the, the Yellow Rose of Texas, who is taking photos this week. Uh, Autumn is in the back row. 
taking care of things for Ambassador Jeremy and Commander Sandy. And King James is behind the monitors making sure that everything goes well with the ones and twos. Once again, thanks to our friends at Parkview and at Northeast for hanging out with us this week. And thanks to you for hanging out with us here on the Football Fridays in Georgia podcast. For everybody here at Georgia Public Broadcasting, thanks for hanging out with us. Play safe, everybody. Enjoy the games. We'll catch up with you again next week.